It's the podcast with words like honey and a mouthful of bees. It's Power Droll. Salutations, and welcome to Power Word Roll. I'm Conrad Eaton Grey, the Dungeon Master, and I'm here with Naomi. Hello! Who is playing... Glax! I am here with Annie. Hello! Who is playing... Dorna. And I am here with Henry. Hiya! Who is playing... Slate. And we are joined once again by another guest this week. Ooh. And today we are joined by Dan of the Danger Club podcast. Hello everyone, how are you doing? We're good, Woo-hoo! we're happy to see you. Ooh. Or not see as it were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Happy to hear the sultry tones. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you doing, uh, Dan? I'm doing good, I'm doing, I've shaved off my lockdown beard now. Have you shaved your hair as well? The hair is longer than it's ever been, uh, <laughs> the hair is getting ridiculous now. Uh, no, it was kind of, my beard was going kind of long, I was like, oh, it's going to become a wizard, and then it got to that point where it stopped and started going outwards like a hamster and, uh, and I was like oh this is, this is the wrong kind of wizard this is Hagrid wizard this is supposed to go now oh well I'm better shaved than ever <laughs> you're still baby face no I have to I actually have to shave now sometimes but I'm keeping shaved every six months every fuck off <laughs> um uh, but um beyond that who are you playing this week not in Pathfinder but in 5th uh, edition in 5th edition I am playing Dr. Culpability Gnomes, famed explorer. (laughs) Mr. Culpability, I presume. (laughs) Exactly. But where we join our party, you guys have been sent out to the continent far to the south of Faerun. Chult. This southern continent is dense jungle, this unexplored land, a frontier uh, for the many people who explore it and inhabit it. And you have been sent to an excavation site of an ancient temple that has been discovered by Neverwinter Academy. And they sent an expedition out to find ancient artifacts and further progress the field of archaeological study. But they ran into issues (gasps) as dinosaurs started attacking. Typical. Can we put the um, Jurassic Park theme over this bit? Nope, it's copyright. Damn it! (laughs) No, no, don't sing it! No! I need the AdSense! Can we put the recorder version? There we go. Um, But of course, dinosaurs are populous in this jungle. Know this. As you pull up to uh, a shore in Port Nyanzaru, you walk your way down to the jungle's edge, uh, ready to set out and trek out to this site with only a map in hand. You see a strange figure propped up on a crate, staring out into the jungle with a pair of binoculars. Dan, would you like to give a bit of a description? I shall. Standing on this crate is a rock gnome. So he is about three feet tall. He is dressed in white with a sort of a pith helmet on top of him. He has longish white hair and a drooping moustache. At this side, he has a net uh, and he's just staring out with his binoculars. He has a, a little table set up on the side where he's got a, a cup of tea. There is no evidence as to how how he has heated this. 
as you approach. Uh, do you think that's him? Well, seems seems likely, yes. Oh, I believe you might be expecting us. What? 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 As he spins around. What the earth do you think you're doing? Creeping up on me like that. I nearly shot you. You could have been one of the goblin tribes from around here. They do that, you know. They're sneaky. Not by nature. It just happens that some of them are. That's my experience. <laughs> Dr. Culpability Gnomes, at your service. Uh, hunter extraordinaire. Ter- terribly sorry. I didn't think we were sneaking, actually. Um, but it's lovely to meet you. That's the thing about sneaking. Never know you're doing it until you are. Tea? Uh, I'd love a little, please. No, uh, there's none left. No, I was just being polite. Puts the, <laughs> puts the teapot away. Oh, okay. Haven't actually had some in ages. Just put it out to make myself feel more at home. All right. <laughs> you, the party, of course, know that Dr. Culpability is your local guide, an expert on hunting dinosaurs in the area, and the one uh, uh, sent to assist you by your boss. Is there anything you'd like to bring with you as you uh, enter into the jungle? Uh, culpability? Pick up anything you want. It won't help you. Can't predict a dinosaur. They will do anything. I caught a 40-pound Bronto the other day. Didn't go anything like I was expecting it to. For a start, <laughs> didn't think they only weighed 40 pounds. Really did think they were bigger. Yeah, but, um, it's not very heavy at all. Possible it was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> did it look anything like this? Just slate points to like a missing missing dog poster on the wall. Ah, there's old, there's old Dino. Yep, well... Yeah. I tell you what, won't be terrorizing any more villages now, I can tell you that. Okay, I think we better be going. Um, and so after get, picking up souvenirs, you all start to track out in the jungle. And uh, to traverse your way through the jungle, we're going to do a skill challenge. I'll just explain quickly what a skill challenge is. Skill challenge uh, essentially means there's going to be an initiative order. I will state an obstacle that's in front of you, and you've got to use one of your skills on the list to deal with it. This will be good because my skills are bad. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, and so up first is Slate. And Slate, as you guys are trekking through the jungle, you come to this area that's like a web of vines, this vine-covered grove. Thousands of these plants block your way. Some of them are the size of forearms. How are you going to get through this section? Slate's going to pull out one of his daggers from his backpack and um, just start cutting through it. So can I use an athletics? Yeah, go on. That's a nine. It's a dagger. It's it's not a like a machete or a kukri or something designed for this. So you're like cutting at it one by one, and it's a very sort of slow advancement. I imagine it's serrated on one side. So what you have is a glorified bread knife, is what you're telling us. <laughs> Basically. It's more designed for stabbing as opposed to cutting. And, if it was designed uh, for stabbing, why was one side serrated? It's basically a bread knife. Uh, it's for spreading butter on your toast in the evening. I don't know. Uh, That's but, a butter uh, knife. Do you know what a bread knife is? Conrad's never seen a bread knife before. The help cuts bread for him, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A bread knife is a Mm. normally quite a a long knife with one end. One edge is heavily serrated, used for cutting into bread. Right, right. I know at Waitrose they do that for you. um, So yeah, exactly. I've I've never had this experience. If you were at one of your luncheons and they were out of bagels and you needed to cut a bagel in half. You'd yeah. use a bread knife. Well, you know what, Henry? This sounds like the best thing since sliced bread. Hey! <laughs> we have to cut that whole section now. You've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you're, you're like trying to slice through and you're not really giving it enough welly. You'd... Sorry, guys, it's taking ages. Oh, I'm really sorry. I'm holding everything up. I think Glax is actually quite enjoying this. It's a good place to be if you're a naked reptile. So he's quite enjoying the slow pace, painting war paint on his cheeks and going even more feral. <laughs> 
can Slate get some more paint as well? I draw you some like sweet tiger stripes and then Hell like a little yeah. smiley face around your belly button. <laughs> Thank you. You manage to eventually make your way through, but then after a little bit more travel, you come to a large, fairly fast moving river. You see that there are large shapes in the murky green waters. On either side, canopies of trees shady from the sun. Dorna, you realize that you've got to find a way across the river. Remember, you've got the cart. Yes, this is true. I had forgotten we're trying to get a cart across. What are those green shapes in the river? Crocodiles. I could try and cast animal friendship on one of them yes. to try and give us lifts across the river. Very good. Okay, do you want to do an animal handling check for me? Let's see how successful this is. So, Dorna is going to spy these crocodiles, and having done a bit more practice recently, has learned how to cast animal friendship. So would like Mm -hmm. to target one of the crocodiles with that, before trying to bribe the others to just sort of leave us alone by Mm. chucking some meat in and... Okay, can you make an animal handling check for me? I'm going to need you to make the crocodile noise. I have no idea what crocodiles sound like, so this could be entertaining. That's what I was counting on. This animal handling check uh, is an eight. Oh no. And Dorna probably manages to do something that sounds un- so unlike a crocodile that they actually think I just sound like some food. Do a failed animal handling oh. crocodile sound. Oh dear. Uh, it will probably be a sort of... <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so uh, oh, as you go... <laughs> The one crocodile you've managed to make friends with is sort of ferrying everyone across and it gets to just the cart being lifted across the horse that's pulling it is sort of very tentatively atop this this big crocodile. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the crocodiles leaps out of the water and just snaps into the horse's neck, pulling it under the water. The cart is brought to the other side, but not the horse. Oh, Oh, no. Um... It's a common problem in these parts. <laughs> I've um, lost count of the number of horses I lost that way. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just shoving horses into the river, but for some reason they keep getting eaten. It's just like a if bridge anything, of I'd horse say bones. I have a casual friendship with these crocodiles for the number of horses that I've fed. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Uh, who's strongest? They're going to have to carry the car. Um, I think everybody just looks at Glax and he's like, <laughs> well, um, or we could bring this crocodile along, it might be able to help. I would like to point out, animal friendship, if it fails, lasts a full 24 hours. Well, you do have a crocodile for 24 hours. We've then. lost a horse, but we've gained a crocodile. <laughs> Not bad. If only one of those was good at pulling a cart. <laughs> yeah. We can attach We can attach the, uh, the cart to the crocodile. It slows you down because it's not a horse. Crocodiles, the great transporter. They call them the ships of the river. <laughs> <laughs> As you make your way to the other side of the river, you eventually pass in a valley between two mountains. And in this valley, there are these large spikes of rock that are sticking out of the ground. They make each area that you pass to look exactly like the last. How are you navigating this area? Glax is actually going to take some of his war paint and start making, like, marks on the rocks as we go. Oh, very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. To make sure that we don't end up doing circles. And okay. I would like to roll perception to see my Go own on. marks. Oh, it's not a good day for you guys. <laughs> it really isn't. That was an eight. Oh, man. I'm like, hey, okay. that smiley face looks like the one I draw. I should put another one next to it. <laughs> it's getting later and later as you guys are, are advancing. Ah, look, these markings here. Clearly some primitive tribe has been drawing smiley faces on these rocks. <laughs> oh, no, I hope they don't attack us. Dr. Dr. Nomf. 
If it's taking a long time, where's where's the temple at? Can't rush these things. The dinosaurs have no doubt hidden their temple deep within the jungle. That, or they're not involved in the construction of the temple at all and we're merely lost. Both of these things are possible when you're exploring. I hope we're just lost. I don't know how to deal with intelligent dinosaurs. Glax looks at you with like a... Dude? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry Glax, you're not intelligent, don't worry. (laughs) Glax draws a sad face on the rock. As this sort of nice sentiment question mark is is uh, being shared you eventually find your way through the rocks but as soon as you reach the other side you realize that between the two mountains there is a gigantic chasm doctor culpability gnomes we set it up real uh, good for you good the one with the lowest stakes of all of them uh, <laughs> if you die here the, the shortest <laughs> running character the shortest get it because he's a no- uh. <laughs> this reminds me I seem to remember that often old civilizations will build bridges across these paths, uh, and you simply need to look for the markings along the way to find ancient roads that might bring you to such a crossing. It may be crumbling and dangerous, but I think it might be there. I would mm. like to attempt a history check yeah, to see on. if I Ooh. understand the history of the area. Go, go on, see you. do it. Hey, over <laughs> 10, that's exciting. You've come this route before, you know the way. The Yuan Ti built one of their bridges across it. You just to follow the ravine a bit further down and then you come to this rickety rope bridge that sort of got etched uh, symbols of serpents into each of the planks and it's still a horrific way across utterly terrifying but you get a uh, fine the yunti very big on branding not so good on bridge building come on <laughs> <laughs> You want T like logo and then their Twitter handle. You're like, wow, if only the product was any good. (laughs) Turning yourself into a snake just at the end of the day is a hard sell. (laughs) But you managed to pull through. And so Dr. Gnomes knows you guys are getting close. Um, But Slate, you sort of come to the final uh, area, it seems, before when the jungle gets really dense and dark. So... Okay, we're looking for an ancient temple, right? Yeah. So this ancient temple, I'm sure there's something magic about it. I think that's a given. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. probably some kind of markers. Maybe not ones that you can see, but ones you can Mm -hmm. detect. So I'm going to try and use an arcana check. Oh! Natural 20! Slate, like, touches his earring for a second, his arcane focus, and then, then touches his hand against the ground. And just instantly, the trees, he uses his earth merging magic to just push the trees just apart in front of them. He keeps his one hand on his earring and the other hand just in the air in front of him and his path just opens up. There's almost arcane footprints like left long after the footprints were impressioned into the ground and undergrowth has grown over it Mm. but there's still that intention that's left as sort of a latent magical energy and you pull through and up ahead you see the dig site. It's everything I ever imagined. Dan, what does it look like? <laughs> so the dig site, uh, it, it looks like there are a number of tents set up. There's uh, some uh, lines that have been dug out, some string that's been sort of pegged out along them and some tables where, with those little brushes. It's very time team. Yes. <laughs> yes. You also realise the sun has just set and Dr. Gnomes, when you were last here, the tents were still upright and there weren't claw marks everywhere. Dinosaurs. What happened, Dr. Gnomes? Clearly, dinosaurs have invaded this dig site. That or something that really hates tents. <laughs> <laughs> 
like a company that produces rival products, like a house building. <laughs> why would they have claws? No, I'm sticking with my original thesis. It's probably dinosaurs. Are there dinosaurs that specifically hate tents? All dinosaurs hate tents. That's why they're bad people. <laughs> <laughs> But as you uh, sort of are, are looking at the campsite and seeing the disarray here, you realise the main tent is still upright, and there's all the dwarves that were working as the digging crew are sort of sitting to the side looking a bit beleaguered. And then a young tiefling girl runs over. She's got a clipboard, she's got a sort of lab coat uh, that is like slightly dirty and, and sort of loose clothing underneath. Oh, uh, hello, hello, uh, doctor, uh, you're, you're back. Yes, you, uh, yeah, yeah. Aliana, uh, the, the yeah, research Yes, assistant. what I was yes. going to say. Yes. What the, the devil has happened here? Have you been clawing my tents? No, the, 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 the T-Rex, it came back. The Rex, no. I thought he was gone forever. Or she, I'll be honest, I haven't gotten close enough to have a really good look, but... <sighs> They're hard to gender. The indeterminately gendered T-Rex. <laughs> I thought they were gone forever. I can't believe they'd come back. I don't want to interrupt, but what is a T-Rex? Yes, I don't think I've come across one of those before. Do you know what an S-Rex is? <laughs> no. It's one bigger than that. Oh! <laughs> right? That's oh, huge! God. Um, but uh, this one, it, it seemed to have come out of the temple. Dinosaurs in the temple? Dr. Yazdani and Dr. Valara are in the tent over there, um... They're waiting for you. Um, I, uh, I assume these are the pest control people. They are, yes. Hi. It seems we have a job for them. Yes. Why do you have a crocodile instead of a horse? Oh, excuse me. I'm a person. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Glax, Glax. The actual crocodile. I'm terribly sorry. I, I, it happens a lot more than you would think. It's really um, hard to get a restaurant reservation. I'll tell you that much. I can imagine, especially around here. <laughs> I haven't had anything other than rations for months. Still, uh, please, follow me. And she sort of leads you over past the dig team who have completely halted their work. Some of them are scratched up. One of them is missing an arm that's being... He's armless. Aliana lifts aside the entrance to the tent and... Dr. Gnomes, you see inside there your two compatriots. Dr. Yazdani, he's a human man. He's got a very impressive beard, bushy eyebrows, but it's completely bold. Generally quite warm looking with sort of light brown skin and smart clothing. There's also a half-elf man, older looking and sort of very gaunt and pale in even more prim and proper clothing than this. Ah, you're, you're back, uh, uh, then Dr. Names. Hello. Jeez, Danny. Dr. Names' eyes narrow. Dr. Blah. Hello there, uh, doctor. I see you've uh, found them then? Yes, found them out on the outskirts. Discovered an ancient civilization, tamed a crocodile, all in a day's work. Mm-hmm. What have you done to my dig site? You took your time, considering that the pests that you paid... Uh, um, please, please, uh, come on, Dr. Villain. Give him a chance. Dr. Gnomes, the white T-Rex, it came back, and we think it came out of the temple's entrance. Of course it came out of the temple's entrance. It wouldn't come through the wall, would it? What an obvious thing to say. Yes, but... The uh, only part of the temple it could come out of. True, but we thought we could go and descend in a little party to see if we could find any of the items inside, but, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh... 
everybody that went in hasn't come out. It's rough being a grad student these days. We were running out of them at Neverwinter Academy. We keep on sending them down here and they all keep dying. It's very inconvenient. I've got a sneaking suspicion this is why you called us. Yes, uh, in fact, uh, we need you to deal with the dinosaur problem so we can get all of the valuable artifacts inside. Isn't that right, Dr. Gnomes? I believe you've been working on this one for a while. Yes, I've hunted the Great White Rex for years. Um, stalking it from continent to continent, trying to track it down. Admittedly, it's only really uh, been a, an aggressive chase within the last sort of, um, you know, six months or so since we came here where it actually lives. For most of those years, I was I was pretty much drawing blanks, just asking around uh, houses for if one. If anything, I'm as surprised as anyone to find out that it existed. But it does, and it's extraordinarily dangerous. Didn't stop you from taking up research funding, looking for this thing, but I suppose... Wrong clock has got to be right twice a day. A wrong clock can be right more times a day. Depends how many times that time comes up. I don't really understand time. I only understand hunting. Quite. He cocks a large elephant gun. <laughs> Dramatic effect. <laughs> what's what's Dr. Gnomes' doctorate in? Uh, it is an honorary doctorate. Of course. Very good. He's an honorary professor of lizard history. I love it. That's <laughs> why he's so tremendously unqualified on dinosaurs. Fantastic. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Of course, Doctor. This is your passion, and you can lead them about as you will, um, so we can get back to digging as soon as we can. That's right. Your passion is digging. My passion is dinosaurs. Not in, not in that way. <laughs> Everyone just, like, side-eyes him, like, what? <laughs> He's into Triceratops and Triceratops. Hey. <laughs> Wonderful. You're left with Dr. Oren Valar. You better have this dealt with quickly, Dr. Gnomes. Unlike you, I do like to be on time. Ha! You'll be eating those words. These people are the absolute best. Are, are you the absolute best? Yes! We can be. <laughs> well, I'm encouraged. Because, <laughs> well, they're just as qualified as I am. <laughs> I searched high and low to find these people. I, I mean, I, I scanned the adverts um, for at least... There was opium. I don't yeah. remember. Do as you will. Leave me to my work. Goodbye. But bye bye then. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. There we go. Goodbye. And you can see he sort of hurries you out of the tent. Should we head straight in or investigate around for a little bit? I have some questions. Is the white T-Rex usual? No. Oh. The great white Rex is. Uh, I thought it was a myth for many years. Something I dreamed up in an opium-fueled haze. <laughs> uh, but it turns out. It's as real as you or I, or that is, am I seeing, am I seeing that, that ape over there, is that real? I'm still feeling the after effects of it. <laughs> I think that's one of your students. Some poor human boy just like taking a leap. Yeah, he's just like, he's oh, got really hairy arms and, and like sideburns. <laughs> and you can see he, he just looks kind of sad as he, he lowers his hand from waving. Dr. Gnomes lowers his crossbow and says, close one. <laughs> <laughs> So you can see in terms of areas, you've got the actual dig site as they're slowly working their way into the temple. There's the tents that are all lined up, and then they're sort of slowly being rebuilt. There's a sort of storage area at one side. And then there's also a strange looking tent that seems to be made out of furs and pelts. Interesting. Mm. Slate's going to head over to the tents and the people repairing the tents. You walk over to the tents and uh, you see this is where the guy with the hairy arms and the sideburns mm. is. He's sort of slowly hammering into the ground, getting things 
things in place. Oh, hello there. Oh, uh, hi. We were just here pointing at the tent frantically. Check things out. We're the Monster Hunter Disposal Service. Right, right. Yeah, I know. It's been a problem. It's been a problem. Big thing. Let me have a look at this quickly, and then then I'll uh, get get back to you. Is is that all right? Oh sure, no problem. Do, uh, do you want to make an investigations check for me, please? Oh, a natural twenty. So twenty one. Twenty. Woo! Nice. Slayer's on it. Yeah. So there's bite marks that made their way into the stones uh, beneath, and there's bite marks that have torn at things. And what you realize is that the gashes follow the actual bite marks themselves, and there's bubbling in the wood and the stone that has been crunched. It seems to imply that there's some kind of caustic nature to its bites. Dr. Gnomes, uh, mm. does a white T-Rex have any, uh, elemental properties? Uh, it seems like there's something acidic going on. You're saying that this T-Rex is on acid? <laughs> well, <laughs> it could be as well. I could explain why it's so grumpy. <laughs> it's just coming down off acid. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known to only take it in a safe environment. Damn. Okay, I think we Clearly need Clearly the be... White Rex has properties beyond our mortal Ken. Yeah, we'll have to be, be really careful. Never ask Ken for advice. Fuck Ken. <laughs> we both turn and look at Ken. <laughs> just middle fingers up. It's not my fault, you know, I'm just I'm just here doing my job. Um, I'm gonna start using mending the cantrip on the tent. So, is there anything you haven't told the other doctors? Well, there's nothing really that springs to mind, but, you know, it's all a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's so strange. The dinosaurs didn't start attacking us until we opened it. I think it's cursed. Well, yeah. if it is cursed, we'll make sure to uh, lift it. I don't know, I just need the credits, you know? Okay, well, I've finished making this tent, so I'm gonna head off now. All the best, and he waves again. Um, but having sort of investigated the tents, is there anywhere else you'd like to have a look around? Yeah, Donna would be eyeing up the storage area. Okay. Actually, you see that there's sort of big claw marks down the side of the storage silo, but thankfully it seems to be mostly intact. Oh, hello. Yes, hello. I'm, I'm Sigrid Steinholm, and you see that she's wearing mining gear. She's got short blonde hair, but like very burnt skin, and she sort of puts out a, a rugged, calloused hand to shake yours. Hello, Donna Braunanville. Lovely to meet you. Doesn't seem to have impacted your um, storage. Well, besides the aesthetic damage, we've mostly been fine, but, uh, you know, came out here to do the job, and then suddenly you've got constant dinosaur attacks as soon as we got down to what we were meant to be digging up, and now, the, you know, we paused it for a while, then Dr. Gnomes leaves, and if you need anything, um... Let me know. If you've uncovered anything particularly interesting or valuable that you've seen around, it would be fascinating to have a look. Make a persuasion check. Nice. Uh, ooh, an 18. Well, we found some pottery, if you'd like to have a look at that. Well, yes, a quick a quick look would be fascinating. I've never actually visited a dig site myself before. You're brought over to two large urns, kind of, depicted on the sides of them. There's this woman who seems radiant, battling against these sort of dark, shadowy figures. Do you know anything about these Doctor Gnomes? Can't stand pottery, personally. Find it at every archaeological site. It just gets in the way. What do we found today? Pottery. What are we going to find tomorrow? Tomorrow, pottery. <laughs> Personally, I never bury any of my pots because I don't want people in the future to have to deal with that. I drink from single-use goblets and I throw them in the ocean when I'm done with them. <laughs> Gets in the way of the fun parts of archaeology, like shooting dinosaurs. That is the fun part so far. Can I make a... It's going to be a history check again. Yeah, go, go for a history check. Oh, nice. So you know that in Chult, they have a, a system of 
two dual gods, and one of the gods, Ashaudao, again, the canon. Dark god Ashaudao was split into many different dark spirits. And it seems like the spirits uh, sort of uh, attacking this woman are representations of those. This is the god Ashaudao. Clearly, whoever made this was looking to give a shout out to his homies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That makes the cut. I'll be amazed. It will. will. (laughs) That makes the cut. As you can tell, the bar is very low. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It seems like we're dealing with not just a dinosaur, but a religious sect of dinosaurs. Perhaps a dinosaur bishop. As you guys are sort of making your way out from the storage silo, uh, Dr. Gnomes, as, as you're leaving, you see that there's sort of a tuft, soft downy feathers like caught into where the claw mark was. Yeah, picked them up and uh, tried to get an idea of what we are dealing with here. These are like soft downy feathers, uh, more like filaments. And uh, as they, you're sort of examining them, they sort of glisten and glitter in your hands as you're passing them from hand to hand. They're definitely magical. This dinosaur's wearing a coat! <laughs> He's wearing a feather boa and some uh, pasties fabulous. with the little tassels on. One thing's for sure, this dinosaur is fabulous. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, dinosaurs, I mean, look. Kind I don't of want like to think about it. Heels. Please don't make me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone want to do an arcana check on the feathers, perhaps? Yeah, I would like to do a nature check on those feathers. Yeah, go on. Dan, I think you should do an arcana check. I think I shall. Uh, I've seen one of these before. Donna got an 11. And Dr. Gnomes got a (laughs) 9. Okay, so Donna, you're looking at this. Apart from the sparkling to it, nothing really stands out. But Dr. Gnomes, you're looking at this sort of shimmering blue energy and you know that this is abjuration magic. Abjuration magic. The fourth worst kind of magic. What's the (laughs) worst kind of magic? What's number one, two, and three? Well, there's um, divination, obviously. I mean, the the run of the rocks. Hey. Close-up magic. Oh. Number one, yeah, it's the worst is divination. The second is card tricks. And the third... (laughs) (laughs) Paul Daniels. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, where are you guys headed next? I know that there's a furry tent over there, and you have some furry feathers. Maybe we should put the two together. Ah, you think that was once a normal tent, and that the uh, (laughs) the T-Rex rubbed itself against it. You sort of walk over to this tent that's sort of covered in pelts and such, and you see that there's a plume of smoke coming out the center as you lift aside the pelts there's just this strange odor in there it's it's herbal and there's sort of a softness under feet as you realize that there's there's no covering on the floor there's just the open sand and uh, you see that there's a figure lounging back in a chair on the other side of the room excuse me yes do you have a big white dinosaur in here (laughs) no i don't have the dinosaur this figure she gets up from out of the chair and and lifts back her cloak and you see it reveals a tabaxi woman uh, this this sort of cat-like figure six foot tall with cheetah-like patterns uh, on her fur and uh, many piercings in her ears don't have it in here why would i have dinosaur in here it's gotta be somewhere and it's not outside it's in the temple it went back inside the... you seem to know a lot about this dinosaur i know a fair bit about dinosaurs in front don't you know about dinosaurs you're a lizard folk what's that got to do 
with it. Yeah, that's a broad assumption, isn't it? Well, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Just because he's a lizard folk. Like I mean, how much do you know about cats? Yeah. Let's I know a fair bit about quiz cats. You on that. That's rude. No, we're out of here. Let's get out of here. This person's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've only ever seen you here in Charlton, and I did not know there were outside We've of never more. met before. No. You just I, I think we all look the same, don't G you? Glax, Glax, don't get worked up. Let's go. Let's just go. I'm like, and you, you close the tent and, and you're gone. A furry tent full of herbal smoke and a cat person seems like a seems like a strange expense for an archaeological dig. <laughs> Dr. Gnomes knows that this is the local guide. It's one of the locals. Has this tent got slash marks on from the dinosaur? No. <gasps> is it just me, or does it seem strange that this tent has been left alone? I'm not a cat person, so I think maybe also the T-Rex isn't a cat person for cat persons. Surely that would mean they would be more likely to just attack it like they have with the rest of the tents. Oh, you're right, that's so suspicious. Uh, okay, let's <laughs> let's take her out of our tent. Well, hold on, yeah, hold I on. Rip aside oh. the fur of the tent. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why didn't the T-Rex attack you? As you're ripping back the side of the tent, Dorna would like to cast Zone of Truth. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's, it's a 20 foot radius, isn't it? Uh, 15 foot radius. Okay, so you cast Zone of Truth. I think everyone needs to make me a charisma saving throw. Because <laughs> <laughs> it does work on everyone. It's not a selective thing. 15. <laughs> she succeeds, Dr. Gnome succeeds, and the other two fail. <laughs> yeah. I know who succeeds and fails, so I know that it hasn't worked on her. You see Slate just like look shocked for a second and then put both his hands over his mouth. <laughs> you zone of truth! I ate all the dog kibble and also your sandwich, and I've no, been wearing your Blacks. clothes. Blacks! <laughs> Blacks! They're just made of nicer fabric, and occasionally <laughs> I've, I like to wear a shirt. Don't judge me. This cat lady's clearly evil, and I don't like her. Okay, Blacks, maybe if you stand outside the tent. Come on, Blacks, let's go. And Slate just like takes Blacks <laughs> like, by the shoulder and, and leads him away. <laughs> Dr. Nums, what's going on? Oh. I think you're evil because the thing didn't attack you. No, let's go, let's go. We just have a few questions for you. Firstly, what's the smallest kind of cat? Thank you for listening to Power Word Roll. You can find links to all our social media at powerwordroll.co.uk. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Otherwise, a positive review on iTunes is the best way to help us out. But for now, from Conrad, Naomi, Henry and myself, thank you, and we'll see you in the next one. I do believe, Dan, that you're about to um, have the 100th episode of uh, uh, your main series. We are, yes, we're on the road Ooh. to 100. It's, it's, been, it's been held up. We dropped uh, episode 99 very recently, uh, and we haven't put episode 100 out just yet because we only recorded half of it before the entire world closed down. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, no. So we were left with half of our 100th episode, and we're like, we're not, well, we're not going to do sort of half of it as the episode we want and half of it as a remote. Part record. A and then a hundred part B to really like yeah, eke it it'd out. Yeah, long. It'd be a long wait to do it. So yeah. instead, we're um we're doing our, our mini series, Lockdown Legends, where we're exploring the backstories of um the various Danger Club characters. So we're oh, doing that's fantastic! Oh, that's really awesome. Good. Um, and they are going to run. So they're all still part of the story, and they will somehow feed into the main plot. Mm. Um, you're going to make a lot of stuff canon and then regret it. <laughs> I already am. I already let our listeners design a character that w uh, Ross then played on the show. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, my goodness, 
<laughs> they are that character is called Basco Mops. There you go. There's an exclusive. <laughs> he is a pug person. Um, wow! Brilliant. Ooh, Absolutely well. brilliant. Where can people uh, find these uh, backstory adventures being released? They can find us uh, same place as always over at uh, Danger Club Podcast, uh, DangerClubPodcast.com or uh, on all of your podcast places. Uh, or you can go back to the beginning and listen to all 99 other episodes mm. um, to get up to speed for it. And, and when lockdown is over, when we can all be back together um, and a bit drunk, then we will do episode 100 properly. Well, uh, this sounds like the perfect time to kit. jump in then and start from the beginning because there's nothing to do and <laughs> yep. you know that you're going to finish it and then there's going to be like a yeah. tiny little wait and then the finale like any good series mm. oh yeah there's goodness. really no excuse not to at the moment yeah i mean I, that's what i've been doing i've been literally i'm trying to i'm trying to catch up so you know i'll, hmm. I'll get there <laughs> oh uh you don't happen to have any uh, spare meat around or anything we have we seem to have a rather hungry crocodile with us outside yes storage over there is that your crocodile uh yeah for now right maybe <laughs> that's not that is the most concerning response <laughs> to is that your crocodile i think humanly possible <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe don't get close to it after a few hours have passed um but perfectly fine for now i've told my mentor steer clear then well not that far but reasonably far to the south of Faerun uh Cholt an ocean away and it's, it's been, sort of uh, a bit of a way but like it's not so bad it's well, more like a it's, weekender destination you know take a couple it's, days you could go for a long case, weekend but it. it, it would get boring closer, if you were there for any longer it's closer than ever meat was I'll put it that way yeah fair it's on the map whereas ever meat was off the map so, you know, we're, we're, it, it's a bit closer to home. On map, but, boring. <laughs> Investigating the uh, jungles of the far south, not just the uh, the reasonably far south. <laughs> Even further south. Even further south. Mm. Like, you had to buy an expansion book for Chult it and everything. Chult 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Chultonate. <laughs>